There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. This week has seen more and more good news about vaccines. Johnson & Johnson have just announced their one-shot jab is 66% effective and only £7 a dose. That's off the back of Novavax confirming an 80% efficacy for their version. And we've already got Pfizer, Moderna and AstraZeneca, the latter of which the UK ordered 100 million doses of in May last year. The European Union ordered 300 million in August. And that's caused a problem because production issues in the Netherlands and Belgium mean the EU is only getting 31 million just now. It wants manufacturing plants in Oxford and Staffordshire to make up the shortfall, saying AstraZeneca has a crystal clear contract to deliver them regardless of who put the first order in. AstraZeneca says that's not so and has published the deal with redactions. Our deputy political editor Nicholas Cecil has been following the story. Nicholas, AstraZeneca has not done this entirely voluntarily, have they? AstraZeneca have published this contract because they're under huge pressure from the European Commission to do so. The um, president of the, the commission, Ursula von der Leyen, went on German radio early this morning demanding its publication and insisting this contract was crystal clear that um, the EU should be getting the supplies uh, that they've ordered uh, these jabs. And a couple of hours later... AstraZeneca agreed to publish the document and it came out. And what's clear now is that it is far from crystal clear who is in the right and who is wrong over this. And I suspect that is why AstraZeneca have agreed to publish it, because they probably think it makes the case for their position, while the EU will argue that it makes their position very clear and correct. Going on German radio and demanding a company produces a contract seems to be quite an aggressive move, doesn't it, Nicholas? Do you think that Ursula von der Leyen is feeling some pressure herself over this? Yes, I'm sure she did. Um, This is deeply embarrassing and and actually far more than embarrassing um, for EU leaders. They've ordered 300 million doses or at least 300 million doses of this vaccine People across the continent are desperate to have it. And suddenly these supplies have dried up because of production problems at a factory in Belgium and possibly one in Holland as well. But making this all even worse for the EU leaders is you look across the channel and in the United Kingdom, uh, there are far more supplies being delivered. So far, seven and a half million people have already had the first dose jab here, far more than any other country in Europe. 
I can imagine there'll be a few Brexiteers within the government and elsewhere rather enjoying this situation, Nicholas. Yes, in terms of for the government, this really makes a case for Brexit because Brussels appears to have been slow in its bulk buying of supplies. They put in the order for the EU in August. The UK government had put theirs in, in May. So, so not only were they slow, but possibly even in, ineffective. So people on the continent are, are, are looking at this and, and saying, well, actually, Brexit may not be such a bad thing. But officially, at least, the UK government is trying to keep a little bit of distance from this row, isn't it? Yes, no, the, the government doesn't want to be dragged into this row. They see it as a, a row between AstraZeneca and the EU. Um, junior Minister Lucy Fraser was on the broadcast media this morning, stressing it's a commercial matter. She was also insisting that the government is confident that the supplies that it has ordered to vaccinate everybody by the autumn will be delivered. They're offering a slight olive branch to the EU by saying we will try to help. But certainly at this stage, they're insisting we must deliver the vaccination programme as planned first. And I think that's what a lot of people might be concerned about, Nicholas, is that because of this row, there might not be enough vaccines going to the right places. But at least in the UK, the government here is insisting that will not be the case. Yes, certainly so far, the government is taking a a very firm line saying it's confident it will get the supplies delivered and that, that will come first. This feeds into the the broader um, global vaccination question about, given that there are limited supplies, how should it be rolled out globally? In the West, in Europe, and particularly in Britain, we're hugely fortunate to to have such good supplies. Um, But in many countries around the world, there have been very few vaccinations distributed. There's more from Nicholas at standard.co.uk. Now, the US retailer GameStop's Christmas commercial had an awful lot of screaming in it. I think they're really going to... Love these. Me too. And now it's the cause of screaming on Wall Street. The struggling company shares suddenly rocketed, not because it's doing well, despite the advert, it really isn't, but because members of a Reddit message board apparently decided to teach investment banking a lesson. Now there's screaming on all sides, as some say laws are being broken, others say no one's done anything wrong, regulators may be called in, and suddenly everyone's a stock market expert. Well, we've got a real one. Gary Stevenson made so much money trading in London, he retired at 27. Now he's an economist who specialises in examining inequality, and he thinks that's what's been exposed here. He's with me now. Gary, you've probably answered this question a lot over the last few days, but can you explain as simply as possible... What happened with Gabe Stop? Yeah, that's no problem at all, David. That's the question that everybody wants to know right now. Okay, so let's keep it nice and simple. What is short selling? Short selling is a way that you can make money from the price of a stock going down. Now, if you think the price of a stock is going to go up, it's easy. You go out, you buy the stock, it goes up, you sell it. But if it's going to go down, what do you do? Because you can't sell it if you don't have it. The way it works is you find someone who does have it, you borrow it, say, for a week, for example, the way you might borrow a library book, and then you sell it. And then you hope to buy it back within the week. You buy it for a lower price than you sold it and you make a profit. That's how it works. Short selling is you borrow it, you sell it, you buy it back later, hopefully for cheaper. And that's what's been happening with GameStop, which is a company that a lot of investors don't think 
or perhaps even survive for much longer. So they started to short sell it. And then this group on Reddit decided, hold on, that's immoral. Started buying loads of shares. And suddenly, instead of going down, the stock price went right up. Yeah, I think it's important to get a bit of broader context here. In the US, just like here, loads of people, they can't work. They've lost their jobs because of COVID. They're sitting at home and they are sitting at home making no money, getting relatively small stimulus checks. And they're watching the stock market go through the roof. So this, this, this mad situation where ordinary people are sitting at home, they can't even work a job. You know, they're struggling to look after their families. And the billionaires and multimillionaires are making billions and multimillions on the stock markets. And they want to get involved. So they're out there on the internet and they've converged on this one website, Reddit, which is a popular messaging board all over the world, especially in the US. There's clearly some very well-informed people here. And they said, look, these hedge funds are put massive short positions on GameStop. If we all get together as a group and we buy enough GameStop stock, then this is what is known as a classic short squeeze. I know you've got a short position, so I run the price up. And when, it t- when the time comes, you need to buy it back. Well, you have to pay me whatever I ask for it. And this has happened before. You can, If you look in the 80s, there was a big short squeeze in gold massively. It does happen from time to time, although it's not normally managed by messaging boards on the internet. What about the role of these relatively new apps, things like Robinhood, which had to take action to stop people buying and selling uh, stock in, in GameStop? What kind of role have these had in, I think the idea was to democratise Wall Street and investment banking, have they had a good influence? You know what, David, I'm really happy you asked me that. Because on the one side, we have this situation. And it's not just this last year. It's been happening for 10 years. You know, Stock markets have gone up about three or four times, five times, depending on what country you look at it, since 2008. And in that time, have wages gone up five times? Definitely not. So we've had this situation where the rich are doing really well on stock markets and also property markets, for example, whereas ordinary people are not making money. So giving ordinary people access to stock markets it has to be seen as a good thing. But at the same time, there is a really dangerous side to this. Now, in the last one year, the number of people using online spread betting websites in this country has exploded. And that's for a variety of reasons, right? People can't work. You know, there's no football. People want to bet on something. But also, people are struggling financially, and they see how well super rich people are doing on the stock market, and they want to be involved. My concern is, when they use these online spread betting websites, they don't really know what they're doing. They're not getting good advice. They're getting dragged into it. I know people, they're, they're trading all the time. And essentially, I think there are people out here who are potentially developing a gambling addiction. And it can be really dangerous. And look, a gambling addiction is a serious thing. It can ruin families, can ruin lives. And, you know, people can lose their housing deposits, their kids' university funds. So I would just like to really caution people out there looking at things like Bitcoin as well, for example, or games not thinking, oh, my God, I'm missing out. I need to get involved in this. Please, please be cautious. These, they're calling them meme stocks on the internet. If you're hearing about it in the news, it's probably too late to make money from it. You know, I wish it was as easy as that. But please, people out there listening to this, be careful. Don't rush in there. Don't gamble more than you can afford to lose. And these investments that are in the news right now, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, definitely GameStop, are very risky investments. And I would, to be honest, advise ordinary people to stay out or at least invest very, very, very sensibly. Is there going to be a fallout from this, Gary? Is there going to be change? Will regulators have to get involved? Well, I mean, there. I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the Robin Hood offices when they decided to ban trading. I'm sure if you were to ask Robin Hood, they would say they are protecting their customers from extreme volatility. And you know, like I've just said, this is potentially dangerous for customers. So they've got their right to say that. I don't know what's true or what's false. But there is definitely possibility there's going to be regulation. You know, I go on this Reddit message board. They, they insist they're going to do a class action lawsuit against Robin Hood. I've got no idea whether that's going to happen. Um, 
What I do think is important is to realise that this is not a one-off. It's going to keep happening. And that is because of the way that governments have dealt with the coronavirus crisis. Now, the money they used for the furlough scheme, for example, they didn't raise taxes and they didn't borrow that money. They simply printed it at the Bank of England. And that means there's been a flood of extra cash into the system. That cash is swilling around and it's largely sitting with richer people. And it's a huge amount. It's £10,000 per adult in this country that's been printed. And it's the same in the US or a similar amount. That money is swilling around. It's sitting with richer people. They're going to use it to push up stock markets, to push up property prices. And ordinary people are going to want to get involved in that. So I think people need to be aware that that's what's happening. That's what the government's doing. And it is going to affect ordinary people. And that's the leader. We're back at 4pm on Monday. See you then. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.